Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, April 14, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we have a new development in the market. Therefore, we have more evidence of one of our schematics seems to be developing or under development or playing out. Exactly what is that schematic? Well, plan A was that the market was going to culminate in some kind of a move, make some kind of a high or low into next week. We're not sure exactly what day. We're going to call it sometime mid next week, plus or minus a few days. That gives me the entire week. One deal in terms of cycles came out with Tuesday. There was another reason why things should culminate or make a turn on Thursday. We can split the difference and say Wednesday, but it could really be at any point in time. If it's going to do it and it's going to culminate next week and the market's going lower and continuing to go lower, the market should make a low next week. So here's the situation. Where is that low going to be if that scenario plays out? Well, we have some unfinished business at 435.65. There's also some stuff below that. 433 is important, but we have to take this stuff off the board right now. Let's say they come down and they touch 435.65. That's fine. And they go back in the other direction. Maybe that's what happens. Maybe they just take care of the unfinished business, but... The fact that now they've been hovering over that for four days and they haven't touched that, having had the opportunity for at least three of the four days to touch that number and chose not to do it. You have to kind of scratch your head and say, where's the destination? It appears to me, and this is just by the way I look at things, I use my own common sense slash logic, and it tells me that's probably not the final destination on this move. They would have already done it. It's kind of like a who done it. Well, all that begs the question, well, then what is the final destination? Where are they headed? Well, then we have to revert back to some other stuff that we know about. We know about the head and shoulders pattern that's discussed ad nauseum throughout the interwebs. We could, if that played out the way it's designed, that could send price all the way down in the neighborhood of four and a quarter, 422, 423, in that neighborhood. Is that possible? Sure it's possible. The more time they spend eating off the clock in this area, they're making one of these bearish patterns, the more time they do this, the lower they're going to go out of this price channel, call it. Now the week is closed, so we have evidence, we have information to draw upon. They didn't get back above the moving averages and close the week positive. What they did was continued lower, so they're headed somewhere. We still have a breakup candle. Those don't just disappear off the chart. There was institutional participation in this candle here, therefore there will be defense played within that candle. Goal line defense down at the bottom, special teams somewhere in between, that's the $100,000 question. This was definitely a poor close to the week, price is pointing lower, so that whole scenario is absolutely on the table if you have to rank scenarios. It's ranked position A, number one. It's in the lead position, the pole position. 
I would put this number on a sticky note, 431.60. Not saying it's the final destination, I'm saying it's an important spot, and if they start getting below the unfinished business spot up at 435.65, then 431.60 is interesting, not saying they will get there, I'm saying if they do get there, don't be surprised to see defense played on the field at that price, around that price. Inside the number members, we'll have more information certainly early next week on an as-needed basis. What about the other side? You wake up Monday morning, they've flipped around, they're trading higher. What is that number that we have to watch where the bulls really begin to take back control of the tape, at least on a very short-term basis? We're thinking in terms of Monday. Well, it's 444, and that's going to be apparent in a moment when we check out inside the numbers, but you might want to put that one on a sticky note just in case you wake up to one of those flip-around situations. How about inside the numbers? Happy Thursday. Today's like a Friday, which means we expect the normal morning rush, and then things tend to quiet down, the volume will dry up, and many traders will call it a three-and-a-half-day weekend. That may have been the case, but we never really got the Friday-type floater situation. The Bulls are looking for follow-through. Now we know they didn't get it. 444 is what begins the bull party. It was all about 444. We know where they're going above 444, but we don't need to discuss that right now. What we need to do now is get the visual. Look where 444 comes in. Pretty much the top end of the range, the top of the channel. Five-minute chart, right of the vertical is today's activity. You see what happened. Opening print was 443.51. They ran right up to 444, made it look like they were going to keep going, immediately turned around, and had a dreadful day if you were bullish the tape. Let me scroll up. You can pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. I'm going to point out a few important things. We always look at both sides of the tape. We have to be the umpire calling balls and strikes. So we talked about them running up to 444 and the numbers above, Now what happens if they were to fail? What happens if they were to have an early shakeout operation, screw over the traders holding calls expiring today? They already got the traders holding the puts yesterday, didn't they? Yes, they did. Where would they be going? First, they would pay a visit to 442.35 to 441.50, which is a zone of support. There's some more lines, so there's your 442.35, You can see they came a little bit short of the bottom end of that range, bounced up, provided a tradable opportunity for any trader that was interested in scalping at that price. Now, pay attention to this one. If they start getting below and closing candles below 441.50, it's going to open the door for a different kind of day. Now let's look at the chart, but let's look at 441.50 a little bit differently. They start getting below and closing candles below, it's going to be a different kind of day. So they did that, then they tried to rally back up to where? The same spot. That was an important spot. They failed. They tried to get above, they failed. They spent 10-15 minutes trying to get above there and they couldn't do it, and then look what happened, they killed them into the close. And then, below that, you have the big fat round number of 440, becomes magnetic and it draws price in. 
There's your 440, they spike it, they go right back to where, another important spot, 441.50, and then killed them into the close. Let's scroll up, see what else we have as the day gets underway. So we refine things a little bit as the actual tape gets started. Remember 441.65 from yesterday. That's our line in the sand between a bearish day with lower prices and a floater day back up to 444. So it's the same thing as 441.65 or 50. They're the same place, but for different reasons. So we know 441.65 came from yesterday. It was an important spot. It was essentially a breakout area. They come back to test it. If they get below it, they're getting below an important spot. Now I come to the window this morning with a 441.50. They're 15 cents apart, two different numbers, same reason, same thing, line in the sand. You don't want to be long below that stuff. All right, let's see what else we have. Aggressive traders can buy the spot for a bounce back, at least for a scalp trade. So that worked out. Some traders did take that trade. At the time, they made a low of 441.67 against the 65, which was the line in the sand. Pause the video. Go back to the chart. Double check the work. What you'll find out is this 442.75, that's now the pivot. They went up, ran a test of it, failed, and that was all she wrote. There it is, right in the middle, 442.75. They failed right here. See, I told you you'd find that out. We're moving along. Read the notes. Go back to the chart. Double check the work. It was a half a day. It's like a Friday. Even though it was a full day and it was a dreadful tape in the afternoon, unless you were already short, it's hard to be short. Think about this. Let's say you're playing the short side, thinking they're going to kill him into the close. Then all of a sudden, they do one of these turnarounds in the middle of the afternoon. They start up again. You have to cover because you don't want to take a loss. You think it's going to be one of those float them into the close days. And then as soon as you cover, you're the last one out. They kill them into the close. That's the reason why it's very difficult to be short in the afternoon, quiet tape, buy programs come in, they whip the market around, it's options expiration, they whip the market around, weird stuff happens. Being long in a bullish tape in an uptrend with a rally expected into the end of the day that happens like 75% of the time, that's not the same as trying to ride the tape down into the close any day of the week. It's not the same trade. It doesn't come with the same degree of difficulty. Stocks on the move. Remember, earnings season's going fast and furious beginning next week. We got our whistle wetting today and yesterday. Wells Fargo jumped the target, but we're going to look at that trade anyway. BABA didn't hit its price objective. It's off the board. Tesla did and BBBY also did. We'll take a look at those charts. Wells Fargo, when I say jump the target, the first entry target was 46 and a quarter. It opened below, went down to the second, reversed back in the other direction. Unfortunately, at the second, they didn't do it in the manner in which. That's the way it works sometimes. We see it from time to time. Here it is again. But look at that rip back up in the other direction. That's a nice rocket ride if somebody did take that trade. The takeaway is obviously the numbers work. Tesla, couple of numbers on the board, 993.50, 982. They came up short of the second one. They bounced at the first. They came back to the first. Obviously, it was important. You could see even here on this five-minute chart, the high here was 
54. That's after coming all the way down here. So you can see that number was important. It just never gave you anything resembling a rocket ride. And that's what happens, and I discussed this in the live trading room today, which is when the market is getting dragged down, all the other stocks are going to go along with it. In the morning, during the rush hour type of time frame, when there's a lot of participation in the market, that isn't necessarily the case. Stocks are going in all different directions. There's buyers, there's sellers. The market could be going in either direction, meaning the S&P, and it doesn't affect the individual stocks as much until later in the day. So even later in the morning, like 11 o'clock, 1045, when the market has basically picked some kind of a direction or has quieted down, if it picked a direction and the direction is down, it's going to be more difficult for stocks to get that bounce off those numbers and give those rocket ride type scenarios to us as it would be if the S&P was rising made a rising tide scenario can lift all boats doesn't work every time doesn't work on every stock but it's certainly helpful rather than hurtful when the S&P is headed down it's hurtful across the board again not to all stocks but it's hurtful using the 80-20 rule just food for thought Bed Bath & Beyond 1670 was the number worked they never got to the second number they went back above the first and they stayed above the first they provided more than the minimum required base hit significantly more it's a $16.70 purchase you're not looking for a $25 stock out of this thing today 1% is 17 cents it went up to 17.45 all things considered that's a pretty darn good rocket ride what's going on over in camp IWM well it was dragged down all the markets were dragged down for the most part today, down 1%, not as much as the S&P, but close enough where it was more of a marginal error or rounding error. But we still have a higher low in place, so that still is working for the bull case. The weekly chart looks terrible. It's below all the moving averages on the daily chart. The only thing the bulls have working for it is a higher low scenario. Want to see something cool? No accidents or coincidences. The 100 period moving average is at 198.95. Closing print on the weekly chart on this chart is 198.96. Any accidents or coincidences? I don't think so. Is that helpful information? Can we make a trade off that information? No, it's just information. I can't help but notice stuff like that. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Well, they were for the most part flat today, so there's nothing we can do with that information. We didn't learn anything new as opposed to yesterday. They tried to make a run for the breakdown candle high today. They didn't get very far. So there's really no new information. The Q people, there is new information. They're doing the same thing their spiders are doing. They're doing the same thing the S&P is doing. They finished at the lows. This is a bearish pattern. This is telling us that price wants to go lower. They're trading in a channel. These channels, after a move lower, generally break down in the same direction they started with. Here's the channel, and this is the way I teach it in the class. You have a move lower, and then you have a channel. This is a bear flag pattern, and then you have an ensuing move to the lower direction. That's the way this generally works. From a weekly chart perspective, you have the same scenario we discussed in the S&P 500. You have a breakup candle. It's institutional buyers in there. That's what created the market reversal. Therefore, they're going to play defense somewhere in here. But guess what? 
The defense hasn't been sent out on the field just yet. They're about halfway down. They've already rested on this 100-period moving average three times, three weeks. So therefore, we can't look at that as support coming in. So therefore, our last line of defense is the breakup candle low, 317.45. That's our Irene number. The financials, what did we say yesterday? 36.67 is unfinished business. Looks like they're headed down there. Where did they close today? So the low yesterday was 36.89. The low today, closing price today, same price, 36.89. No accidents or coincidences. They could have closed below. They chose not to for some reason, unbeknownst to anybody. If it's a fake out and we wake up Monday to a flip around situation, $38 in that neighborhood is where this thing begins its repair or rescue operation. About Smash Mouth, finished on the lows. Not so good for Smash Mouth. Let's take inventory of where we are. The previous low, which is Irene, $437.32. Closing price, $438.22. Low of day, $438.15. So you could see what's going on here. Is this a major go right to the spot and then turn around Sunday night, Monday morning, and then trade up next week and that was a test? Or is this low going to give way and we're looking at at least the numbers we discussed earlier in the week. Those are the lines on the chart. I'll show you where those are from a daily chart perspective. They're easier to see here with the chart blown up a little bit. 230.90 down to 228.15 is a spot. I'm not saying it's a complete flip around spot, but put this together for a second, just for argument's sake. Let's say the concept was right. We don't know until we know, but let's say the concept was right where the market's going to make a turn next week. Something's going to culminate next week, a high or a low. Right now, looks like a low. Let's say that happens. Whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, we don't know. Let's say it happens. If the SMH is in that neighborhood and the stuff starts to turn around, well, that was an important spot. I'm telling you now, that's an important spot. Notwithstanding the fact that from a longer-term perspective, Closing a week below the Irene number is a problem. Spiking the Irene number and closing a week back above it, you never close below it. So you have to take that into account. Write that stuff on a sticky note. Enjoy the long weekend. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost. My strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.